Darren Garrity, and you're listening to The Laughs of Your Life, the podcast where I talk to influential people about laughter. From their first memories of laughter, to feeling laughed at, to if laughter wasn't the best medicine, what would be? Song. Pass me the guitar there. <laughs> Pass it to me. Go yes, on, again, I'll give you better. a song. I'll give you a song. Since he plagued me. He plagued me. No, <laughs> CNN correspondent and proud Kerry man, Donny O'Sullivan, is my guest this week. He talks to me about growing up in Caris Iveen and being terrible at football, going from working behind the scenes in CNN to being recognised in the streets of Manhattan, and how one regular Sunday evening ended in chats with The Edge from U2. From big laughs to big wins, this season of the Last of Your Life podcast is brought to you by TK Maxx. I think it's fair to say that every one of us deserves to go all out this Christmas. Yes, I'm talking about Christmas because I, for one, am starting to tick off my Christmas list early. I want to have it all done and dusted so that when the festive season does come round and we can see our loved ones, the ones we kind of got to see last Christmas but didn't get to fully embrace and have a brilliant time with, we're ready, we're organised because at TK Maxx, you'll find every big brand gift you can think of from gorgeous lipsticks to kids' toys, designer boots, and so much more. You can find gifts to dazzle everyone for an absolute steal. There's definitely people in work who have gone above and beyond, or just family members or friends that I haven't had a proper laugh with in so long. And so I want to mark the occasion and get some nice bits and bobs. And that's what I love about TK Maxx as well. You go in the door, you think you're going to get one thing, and you might get something totally different. But it's all there, under one roof. Christmas wins so big, you won't be able to keep them to yourself. And now for my chat with Donny O'Sullivan. I hope you enjoy. Donny O'Sullivan, you are extremely welcome to the laughs of your life. Thank you so much for having me. Do you know what? I love laughing. Well, look, I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, I wonder now, because I feel like he's good crack. And I wonder now when I meet him and he'll be like, oh, a bit of a drip. A bit of a bollocks. And then we walked up the stairs. And five, I knew five flights of stairs. Yeah, I know. It's so a complete disaster. I, have, I actually have my inhaler here. This is. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just read for my inhaler. Yeah, so I'll, I'll keep this close by. You're actually here. my last. Oh my God, you do. <laughs> You're actually my last interview in this studio. We're moving. We're moving out of these absolutely beautiful surroundings <laughs> in a buildings. As we were walking up the stairs, I was like, "This is like a scene from Love Hate." <laughs> We were <laughs> Shane is laughing but he's highly insulted no it's look at the studio is absolutely perfect beautiful studio it's everything around us the, the, the way it's panned out the building I think has been sold or something there's a shit show happening outside but we don't care about outside because yeah. we're going to have laughs in here I won't ask about all the blood stains <laughs> oh Donnie look at you're here for the late late tonight don't mean to spook you but it's extremely scary it is. I know. I woke up. I actually woke up at four o'clock this morning <laughs> thinking of fun anecdotes. <laughs> uh, fun, spontaneous stories, Ryan, that I was up last night crying about at half four in the morning. Rocking back and forth. Yeah. Don't fall down the steps. That, I am scared of that. Do you been on it? Do they yes. let you go and, and no, practice no, the uh, steps? Are you joking? There's no, no. dry run. It's literally like, a case of you're held backstage and it's like, don't go, don't go, don't go, no, don't move, go! And then you just have like to shoot out. Yeah, like a greyhound. Jesus, if I fall. Well, my mom and dad are going to be there, my sisters. There's only 20, it's the first show back of the of the season. Yeah. And it's their first audience, I think, in a year yes. and a half. And there's 28 people in the audience, four of whom are my family. <laughs> 
<laughs> so there's a good percentage there that is just Sorry, uh, there for me. So I don't know if you remember this with all the madness that was going on around January, but I have actually spoken to your mom before I've spoken to you. She was on the radio, wasn't yes. she, with you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had great chats. And she was talking about my love life, I think, or lack thereof. <laughs> she was. Yeah. But then, get. actually, I was watching a clip of you last night when you were on The Late Late the first time from, was it Washington? <laughs> and uh, you were like, yeah, you were talking about Christmas. You were like, me and three other lonely singles. <laughs> Very lonely singles. One of whom you've interviewed, Samantha Barry. Oh, legend. Yeah, we sort of had our little pod, four of us, Orla Farrell and John Reardon, too. You could interview them, but John's very boring. Very long-winded <laughs> stories. He's from Cork. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I have enough cork in my life with Donegal Callan on the breakfast show. I don't need any more. Okay. Uh, yes. Go ahead. Let's let's let us laugh. Okay. Let's laugh, Tony. You're roll the laughter, Colette. Tony, <laughs> <laughs> your first memory of laughter. Have a little sip of the water there now. Clear the throat. Lovely, lovely water. Um, <laughs> my so I was, yeah. I have been thinking a lot about these. Thinking more about your bloody questions than Ryan Tuberty's. Sorry about that. Um. So I, my growing up in Carcerine, I had two cousins, two first cousins living down the road who were probably 10 years, seven, eight, 10 years older than me, uh, Kieran and Sean Donal. Sean Donald being one person, but with two names. <laughs> <laughs> but they were very much, I have two younger sisters, but uh, and they're, they're about six years younger than me. So um, first few years, these two lads were very much like my brothers, I guess. Uh, and I just have a distinct recollection of, of, of them like, absolutely destroying me with tickles and I'm not being able to, not being able to move. But more, and I, I don't know if this is the first memory of laughter or not, but Kieran, who now lives in New York, actually, um, he would love doing prank phone calls like yeah. all the time <laughs> and like he'd just he'd always be getting into trouble and still does basically uh, but this was back this was way back when uh, <laughs> this was back before like there was even we had mobile phones properly right like, you know in the, in the 90s um, <laughs> or even I think proper caller ID like it was just the house phone we'd sit on the stairs of his uh of his house in Carcevine, uh, when his mom was out and dad was out, and he'd pick, he'd pick up the phone book and just start going, just start going through, <laughs> just pick a random name, he'd start calling people up, and he, one thing he would always do, and I I think he he called himself Bernie, and he'd like put on a, a accent, he'd be like, this is Bernie here, uh, and B- Bernie from Bernie's Bouncing Castles, <laughs> and he'd call up. Some like poor woman in Arklo to be like, yeah, the bouncy castle will be around around two o'clock, <laughs> and she'd be like, I have not ordered no bouncy castle, and he'd be like, no, ma'am, you have, you have, uh, and it would go on and on and on. He's like, I'm on the way now. I'm after pulling it to the side of the road. I'm blah 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 doing this, and he would just be torturing me. But he would so we'd do that for I don't know, like uh, literally hours. Uh, <laughs> On end, he'd be like, "Yeah, you have the super slide, and you have <laughs> the, the 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 Barbie bouncy castle. They're very good." <laughs> but you just have these people all across the country, absolutely distraught. And I'm just thinking back that I don't think you know because most phones, I don't think people even had caller ID, so I don't don't think we did anything to do private numbering yeah, like that. And also, th- it wasn't it actually didn't even have um, like speakerphone. So I remember we, we'd be crushed on the bottom of the stairs on a sharing on a step and just vote listening into the receiver. <laughs> and try not to laugh so yeah and he's 40 years old now or that in New York he's got two kids but he's still messing around he's still 
running around the place doing prank phone calls. <laughs> I don't know if Bernie's. So if you ever got a call from Bernie's Bouncy Castles, <laughs> get in touch. Do you know what I actually, while I was doing my research last night, Donnie, I couldn't find your age. Oh. Do you not reveal it? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Go on. It wasn't on the address, is no. that what you're saying? Uh, well, uh, I'm 30. Are you? Yeah. Did you think I was young? No, I thought older? you were there or thereabouts. Oh, you still well, look I, surprised. No, because I, I'm like, why was it a secret? It wasn't a secret. Why I just couldn't I find it? it? Sorry, know. there's actually, there's no Wikipedia, Wikipedia page of you. There's a Wikipedia page for Joni O'Sullivan, who was a Kerry footballer. Yes. Yeah. I was that, like, I mean, wait a second, is this that's, a double life? That's the, uh, that's, that's the only Joni O'Sullivan that matters in Kerry, I guess. In, you know, is there a reason there's no Wikipedia page? No, I mean, I just haven't, I don't write my own one. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so yeah, me neither. <laughs> okay, okay, Joni. The first time you felt laughed at. So, like, I think I've, I think I've blocked a lot of it out. <laughs> Years of therapy. Um, gotcha. I, yeah, I can't. Uh, this one, I like. I mean, I think all through primary school and secondary school has probably been laughed at. I was shit at football, which is uh, impediment in Kerry. Um, but more sort of more recently, like moving to America, um, I like. I don't. I'm not going to change my accent or stuff in the US. Uh, but there are certain things in America where people look at you, whether it's um, pronunciations or words. And they'll be like, "What are you saying? Um, what do you call, what do you call a what do you call what what people wear at a what men wear at a wedding um, on their neck? Yeah, a tie. No, but when they do the fancy one. Oh, a dicky bow. A dicky bow. <laughs> Why? What's the name? They don't say dicky bow in America. <laughs> no, <laughs> and it was actually. What do they say? They don't say dicky bow. <laughs> They say bow tie. Uh, oh, yeah. No, but, so, 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 so it was actually Samantha Barry, my now friend, <laughs> for, but she hired me um, at CNN yeah. years ago before, like, I never met her before, but I think a year or so into working together, we were both going to some function in New York, like an Irish thing, and Sam was getting all glammed up, and she was like, what are you wearing to the ball tonight? That's my Sam Barry Cork <laughs> impression. Um, uh, she was like, what are you wearing? And I was like, oh, I've got to wear a tie. And she was like, no. She was like, you have to wear a dicky bow. And I was like, do I have? I was like, I hate wearing dicky bows. <laughs> and everybody around us in the office was like just staring, being like, what are these two Irish people talking about dicky, dick? And so, somebody have, talking about dick. Yeah, like we were both like the dicky bows. Yeah, the dicky bows, dicky bow, dicky bow, dicky bow. Do I really? And I was like, where will I get a dicky bow? And she was like, ah, oh, you get a dicky bow in the store, la la la. I go to the dicky bow shop, and people. Somebody eventually was like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then once we explained it, that's when people. I think they. So I guess we were laughed at in that instance. But there's a lot of things like the the one thing that I I have found myself correcting myself is how. Irish people, we pronounce THs. Yeah. Like trees. You're right. See? So that's the one thing people will take the piss out. Americans will take the piss out of me about all the time. They love like, to be like 33 and a third. 30, yeah, 33,000 trees. <laughs> sort of, yeah. Uh, so, and would you get that daily? Like, would people tweet and say like, ooh. Ah, no, no. It's more just slagging, really. Yeah. You know, it's a bit of crack. But... Um, With the school stuff, did you have a tough time? 
I, so I was really quiet actually in school until I was in transition year, I think. And then I don't know what happened. Um, but I was like, yeah, I was certainly. You went book ape for transition. Went mad. <laughs> he went down the drink. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> basically um but uh i so i mean like i was i remember like being picked on and stuff at school nothing like crazy um but i i can't remember i mean i'm sure i've had many 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 embarrassing moments in my life but nothing is sticky out from that's good though. from primary school or secondary school that i'm like oh yeah that's the one um so you don't have horrible memories no, again, well, I've just, I've chosen to forget them. Good. Better <laughs> off. Onwards and upwards we go. Okay, Donny. You have, so you ask the same questions at every podcast, right? Yes. But you still have them written out. I, it's I, only five questions. I cannot, I, learned off. I cannot for the life of me ever remember them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I only ever remember the first two and then I'm like, but there's so many others it could be. <laughs> Here, uh, I've heard your name being banded about for the next host late late show, so you'd want to know, get, get your cards right. I wish. Okay. The moment where if you didn't laugh, you'd cry, Donny. Well, I mean, I think it's sort of every day in America. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but like there is like, uh, you know, the, the, I don't know if, hopefully some of your listeners have seen like the sort of stories I do a lot is going out. Uh, talking to people all across the US uh, a lot about conspiracy theories and, and why they believe them and where they get their information and that sort of thing and like you do hear you know just a lot of crazy shit mm-hmm. but also like and you know it's in <laughs> in one way like I was talking to a sort of elderly lady a few weeks ago in Alabama and she was just talking about how she was so against taking the vaccine mm-hmm. um, and she was sort of citing all these bullshit really you know that seen online or whatever yeah. uh, about why she wouldn't take it but she was also in great form and great spirits like sort of thing but it, there's I just often have those sort of conversations where I'm like you know you sort of try and stay upbeat as you're talking to folks and in life generally but then if you actually really really think about it you're like actually that is so that's quite sad and scary yeah that somebody who's like vulnerable to the virus or, you know, or, or any like all these sort of things from conspiracy theories, but especially like stuff with the vaccine or the virus. And you're like, this person is putting themselves in sort of harm's way because they're believing what they're seeing online or whatever. And does your job, is it getting harder? Like you're obviously known as Donny CNN and people know that these are the types of interviews you do. So when you then go to these places to talk to these people, do they go... Like I like I'm sorry I absolutely died at your man and you were like what's your, your name and he was like my name is go fuck yourself and you were like right and <laughs> <laughs> right is that right right and uh, like a like a guard down in Kerry can we play that oh, actually we'll play that little clip right now what's your name sir my name is go fuck yourself right and are you from Ohio no. Oh, golden. Yeah, we just so listened to the clip. We listened that's to That's me it. having just listened <laughs> to the clip. Yeah, that, yeah, I mean, that's, that guy, he was, we still had a conversation after that. So, yeah. You but know. do you, are people kind of going, oh, I'm not talking to you, you're your man from CNN, blah, blah, blah. It's like a mix of things. Yeah. Look, frankly, a lot of people we meet um, never watch CNN uh, because like American media, you know, some, a lot of Trump supporters, just like a lot of people on the left who will only watch very certain partisan outlets and CNN tries to be more in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, so some folks will just don't know I exist, yeah. which is good. Um, but also some people at Trump rallies will recognize me. Um, but even, you know, it's interesting how people react to the interviews we do because 
a lot of people I interview, even though like, you know, I'll say, well, what you're saying there is actually false or it's conspiracy theory. They don't mind that. And they don't mind us putting that on TV. They're normally, a lot of folks are actually very happy that we've come, we've listened to them and we don't cut their clips, you know, you know, if yes. I, I deliberately, you know, let it sort of play out a bit. Um, so we never try and cut them in a way where we're taking them out of context. Um, so even that lady in Alabama a few weeks ago, you know, I sort of held her up as like an example of how dangerous misinformation is. But we let her say her piece and she was happy with the piece. She was like, you're CNN, of course you're going to say I'm false, la la la. But she was happy that... So with the it's, platform. Yeah, so it's, yeah. It's, it's sort of, it's it's interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, no, for the most part, for the most part, people are fine. Obviously, like, you know, we're, we go to these Trump rallies and maybe half the people will say F off we're not going to talk to you and that's grand mm-hmm. I mean uh, that's probably nature of the job yeah exactly do you ever feel scared um not really uh cause like for the most part like you know for the most part folks are still friendly yeah uh, they hear the Irish accent which is a help uh, yeah cause they're like intrigued they're like why is this Irish man with a very big head standing in this field in why does he Ohio, care Ohio <laughs> Does he really work for CNN? Like a lot of people say, you don't work for CNN. I was like, no, I do. Somebody there gave me a job. They're like, they give an Irish guy a job. I'm like, yeah, I know. I, I don't know either. Um, so does it feel, does it ever feel surreal? Or do you kind of go, every day? What? does it? That's oh, good. Mad. Okay, good. Yeah. No, it is mad. Like it's mad. Um, but in date, like, I mean, obviously the some of the stuff around the Capitol was a bit hairy mm. uh, on, on January 6th. Um, we were in, in Pennsylvania. We were in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, when the election got called for Biden, uh, and it was sort of Pennsylvania was the state that got called to to make him president-elect in November, and we were there at that moment, and there was a lot of pro-Trump people who believed the election was stolen, etc. They sort of surrounded us and stuff, were chanting "CNN sucks," but he sort of just let people shout into the microphone, let it play out, and don't do anything. Remain rash. calm. Um, just shut up, Kelly. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> uh, but so, but no, for the most part, we've been lucky. I mean, I'm probably due a smack at this point. Um, not just for work, but God. just in general. Uh, so. <laughs> okay, Tony, your no laughing matter moment in life. Hmm. Well, it could be today. On my way to late late show. <laughs> scary. <laughs> Actually, the first like the first time I went on TV, and the first few times, first few months, I was going on TV and CNN. Like I sort of went to CNN working in the background, yeah, and really didn't. I didn't really have the the ambitions, or I just didn't think possible to to go on telly in America. I was like this fat Irish guy with a big head and a Kerry accent. Hey, um, no self deprecation no, allowed sure. up in here. No self. Okay, I'll leave now. <laughs> uh, but. It was, it was sort of just the way things fell was that I was doing this technology stuff, social media stuff, and they were they eventually got like to the point they were like, just go on and talk about it. Uh, you know, we don't understand half this stuff. You just go on and talk about Facebook. Um, but the first few times I went on, like I was very much in the in the studio, being like looking into the camera a few seconds before going on, just reassessing all the decisions in my life, being like, <laughs> I want to leave and move back to Ireland, to Carsevin, and just never just go away never uh, be seen again yeah but uh so there's those scary moments I, you know, I talked a bit before about how um you know i have <clears throat> i've i've dealt with a lot of depression and anxiety which mm-hmm. is something i still do um uh and that like there is there was scary moments like particularly when i was i think doing doing my master's up in belfast for a year 
there was a year there where it was scary in that there was like a lot more more crying than laughter in that sense and yeah. like getting in stuck in a bit of a rut of depression where I didn't think I was gonna sort of come out of it or come through it um but still probably putting on a tough exterior exterior when I'm going meeting people and stuff yeah. um but yeah so there's moments like that but thankfully for the most part my life has been more laughter than crying good how did you initially when you had a, that that tough time mm. how did you seek help yeah I so yeah I, I, I'd i been in college in Dublin then I moved to Belfast doing this doing this postgrad and I, I thought I was having basically a heart attack one mm-hmm. night in bed on November uh, I could feel these heart palpitations and I genuinely didn't know what the hell it was you know um, and then quickly as if the weeks and months went by I started to realize it was like, oh, it's like anxiety thing. Mm. Um, I went home that Christmas to my parents uh, and I said, I think there's something not right here. I think like I knew that uh, and I was scared of the word depression, basically. But I I quickly started going seeing a a counselor in in Queens and Belfast and then started seeing a doctor and stuff. But like all in all to get my head like back relatively straight, it took like a year. Mm. Um, But yeah, I mean, that is the most important thing in, 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 moments like that is to to seek help whether it's to talk to somebody a friend family member a lot of people will say i oh, just shake it off you know your grand whatever what, you, what you have to be worried about yeah so you need to you know you'll come up against that you need to find the friend who yeah yeah and people will understand more people understand than you think um and then obviously you know you go go seek help doctor counselor or whatever um, I, and I, but I also realized that you know I know some people, friends here in Ireland who are seeking help but can't get it, or they're on a year waiting list, or that sort of thing. So, yeah. um, you know, the I think the important thing is to to try to tr- work towards it, uh, but yeah. also have somebody in your life, a friend that you can confide in, because sometimes it's just like getting the initial thing off your chest, which is like I was going to say that it is so great that you, because not everyone have has that relationship with their parents where they could go home and say I, I don't know how I'm feeling yeah and look honestly I didn't um, I mean I knew my mom would understand I just knew but my dad is fantastic you know he's great but he's very much like a carry dad yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. like where's the cap above the above <laughs> the ears and like ah. uh, so I didn't I mean I wasn't worried but I, I didn't quite know that like I was like will dad get this to, you know yeah um, and he very much did, like, immediately. Um, so I think, you know, we should give our dads more, dads of Ireland more credit. But, but I mean, look, we, we, I think as I was looking back on it, I was like, my dad's grew up, lived all his life in Carsfine, mm-hmm. rural Ireland. You know, he's seen plenty of people go down that path and go all the way to, to tragedy. Yeah. So it is something more that I think, and I think Irish people are getting way better at talking about it. And also, uh, also after I, you know, I did the story in the Irish Times with Simon Carswell, who was great at listening. <laughs> um, uh, and but after even some of my close close lad friends in in Kerry sort of came after me, were like they were like, oh, I have that too. Really? Yeah. So even them. So, uh, so yeah. you made a difference. I don't know what I go that far, but you did. Uh, <laughs> you did own it. I'm telling you, no self-deprecation <laughs> up in here. Self-praise. How do you look after yourself day to day then? And how do you make sure that that doesn't become a bigger problem again for you? Yeah, it's really sort of identifying like when it's about to 
come on mm. do you know what i mean like you can find yourself having these irrational thoughts or racing thoughts or feeling just anxious or too worked up about something and it's trying to nip that in the bud i mean i'm on the road most of the time for work maybe three or four nights a week at the moment which is great uh but you don't really have much of a routine as such mm-hmm. but you know i will uh, the important thing for me i found is just to get out whether it's to go for a walk uh, like just not to be staying lying in your bed or on the couch and also i just call mates like have friends at home or friends friends in australia and you know have a long chat with them just about anything and that's that's sort of it because if you if you end up you know not going out for the walk not talking to a friend mm. then you sort of that can be where they you spiral a bit and look sometimes you can't always nip it in the bud and you have a bad few days but you know i've been very grateful that i haven't had it quite as bad as as um I um I had you know back mm-hmm. in back a few years ago, but I mean I still I take antidepressants I take medication, um and I still go see a therapist um in uh in New York um, which is uh she's she's great yeah we we've been doing Skype um and she's like you know and obviously I like and like many Irish people I don't do a lot to help myself in that I drink too much yeah etc so like be talking to her and I'm like. It's like uh, talking to this like New York therapist, New York shrink, and I'm like, so the cliche Irishman here talking about how many drinks he's had. Uh, But no, you're like, I'm not feeling great. So he's like, why? Well, I'd sixteen pints left. Yeah, no, that I only I only had the nine or ten. I only had yeah, no, I quite enough night. But well, speaking of you know connecting with friends and that being a way to to stay well, um, the person you always laugh with, Donny. I didn't see this question on the list. Damn. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Ooh. It was definitely there. It's just a standard the person, PDF. The person, <laughs> the, I'm very, like, I'm very uh, grateful that there are people I laugh at in different ways in that I have, you know, my friends from primary school in Carthagene, like Rory, Declan, Jason, you know, we, <laughs> you know, we might not talk for months, you know, the odd text or whatever. And then when we meet up, it's like, you just pick up the conversation and we're taking the piss out of the teachers we had or stories like that. And it's, <laughs> it's great. It's very much like sort of Kerry humor. Yes. Um, but uh, not the, I mean, the gang, the gang in, in New York, as I was saying earlier, the four sad singles, as it were, <laughs> Sam Barry and Orla and John. Are they we, OK with you saying that about them? Uh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I think they're quite happy for the people of Ireland and the people of, of the world. This podcast has a global audience. Right? So, <laughs> of course. Uh, to know that they're available <laughs> and you can slide into their DMs. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, always, I mean, we just always, we have a, a great laugh. We're, um, <laughs> we, we, uh, yeah, we have a very good time. I must say like, you know, we, we tried to make the best of COVID in that. Uh, we get away on little trips when we could and all safely socially distanced etc um, <laughs> but yeah no we have a good uh, my dad <laughs> my dad is a is a sheep farmer as well as a, being a fishmonger um, in, in Carasabine but he always like if, if he's calling the sheep he always says the same thing to the, the sheep what's he saying he says sup suck <laughs> sup suck he likes it. He would be roaring it up the mountain. I'm like, Dad, what does that mean? He's like, well, stop, suck. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I, we were driving, me and Sam, Orla and John were like driving through Joshua Tree a few months back. We were like on a road trip. And I saw these 
cows or something like you know buffalo at the side of the road and I just opened the window and I started shouting like not even like necessarily thinking think about it so they were like what the hell and I explained this and that then any time they saw a cow we drove like a thousand miles they'd be flying up the tree and being stop look <laughs> so <laughs> if anyone saw us I think we'd, be, we'd get arrested but oh uh, so, yeah. stop suck you can get that on a t-shirt uh, <laughs> Oh, I love it. Okay, Donnie. A time where you had the last laugh. I mean, I do remember after getting to New York, a guy, when I joined CNN, with no sort of intention of being on telly, I was working behind the scenes and things like that. A guy sort of unsolicited, unprompted, uh, who works over there, he was like, well, they'll never put an Irish person on television, so I hope you don't have that ambition. Um... And I still see him on Twitter and things like that. And yeah, he'd be in my mentions. And I'm, I was like, ah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because at the time I was like, I wasn't, I was delighted to get a job at CNN. I was, yeah. you know, I, I'd been working with Mark Little at Storyful. And yes. It, it was a, the job was like vetting these online social media videos. Uh, you know, like anytime something blows up in the world, people taking videos on their phones. And what Storyful did, what I learned here in Dublin was Mark was like how to vet that in a way journalistically that you can say yes this is definitely of this incident today in this place so that's what I was doing at so I initially went in there so yeah this guy at the time I remember like 2016 came up and he's like well you know you're never getting on TV so now uh, now I'm now, now look at me I'm I'm in fields being told go fuck myself now I hope now. he's at home <laughs> with a little bit of popcorn enjoying me actually I hope he's kicking back and really uh, enjoying my performance but uh, so yeah there's that I guess I guess that is the last half. I don't yeah uh, but for the most part I think uh, you're not that kind of guy don't you you're not that kind yeah. of guy who, who seeks to have a last laugh not so much unless you cross me <laughs> <laughs> oh you don't want to see that and then <laughs> what, what what age were you when you moved to New York I was uh, 24 25 yeah and did you so your mom for anyone who doesn't know she's American she's is she American Irish or fully American she's she's born to Irish parents but grew up okay. yeah, in, in Boston yes. so she she lived in Boston until she was 16 okay and then moved to fucking Kerry in 19 <laughs> like 77 or something like, why not think about that as a uh, like it's my, uh, so my mom's mom my grandma died when my mom was young and my mom was the this is the life story though. Uh, but <laughs> she, she moved anyway her dad wanted to move back to Ireland but like she moved from like middle of Boston driving metropolis yeah. in 77 to like the outskirts of Carasavine I don't switch like in terms of culture talk and adjustment and frankly like unfair I think to a teenager um, to move them that age but anyway that's where she met my dad and they've been, they've been there ever since. So I'm fascinated by people who can go from city to absolute ruralness. Yeah, I mean, it was sort of necessity. I, I guess. know, and I know. She wasn't choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's funny because my mom, like, I to me, she just sounds like my mom. But to my friends in Kerry, they're like, ah, oh, she has an American twang. She sounds American. Yeah. And then my dad is very much like, <laughs> like very like 90 miles an hour speaking so listening to the two of them talk it's like being at the United Nations or something because my mom will be like don't all pass the sugar it's yeah it's variety it's spice it's of life fun. yeah yeah so um, and although I do say like uh, here now when I when I go back like I've been in Ireland a week when I go back to America next week um, people will probably be telling me like 
they'll be telling me to slow down talking. Yes. They're not not TV people. In fairness to people on CNN, they never tell me to change anything. Yeah. But just friends and stuff there, American friends will be like, what are you saying? You're talking so fast. <laughs> but you, everything like kicks up a notch when you're here for a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only thing I can compare that to, my, my, my mom's from Claire. So when she's talking on the phone to her family, it's very much like Claire vibes. But then I hear on her the phone to her Dublin friends, she's like, yeah, no, I've golf booked in for 11 o'clock on wet. We're like, what is that accent? What are you doing? But you do, you just adapt to the people you're around, I think. Yeah, I mean, people take the, mates take the piss out of me for when I'm on CNN that I sound different. But I, I like, I don't try and change. I just slow, I try and slow down. Yeah. That's basically what I try yeah. and do. Because, uh, like, I couldn't go on CNN and be like, Facebook today, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, in a bad way. Facebook now in a bad way with all the misinformation. Yeah, I can't Just do that. Just as desperate. Anderson, just terrible. Just absolutely <laughs> terrible out here. <laughs> okay, Tony. If laughter wasn't the best medicine, what would be? Song. Oh, my God, beautiful. Pass me the guitar there. <laughs> Pass it to me. Go it on, I'll give you better. a song. I'll give you a song. Since he plagued me. He plagued me. No, <laughs> uh, I do think music though, right? Like in terms yeah. of just, just being able to live music, which we haven't had a lot of the past mm-hmm. year. Um, it's also, weirdly, for all the Irish bars in New York, very few of them ever do live Irish music. What? Yeah, it's hard to get like a session. Oh my God, yeah, and you, they get so many more people if they I know. Did. Yeah, it's it's odd. So anytime we f- sort of find our live Irish music there, we'll pull up the chair for night. Like I was down Carsey this week, you know, and quiet schools are going back. But even on a Sunday night, whoo, almost spilled the water there. You're all right. On this beautiful <laughs> set. Set! <laughs> Don't throw uh, shade at Shane's set. How dare you? <laughs> Shane has a feminist set. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. These must be very good microphones because you can't hear the gunshots uh, in the background downstairs. It is actually like this. We're in. We're at the top of a construction site. And it was like coming up. There was like builders. Oh, yeah. He has notions now, Shane. Oh, no. Oh, yes. The start of I'm just, oh, just, yeah. just saying. It's the just, fame for you. The body bags. The body <laughs> bags. The, are, the body bags. Uh, so music, I think, is the answer. Who's your favorite artist ever? Well, so this is like, well, Americans think this is cliche. You too. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, is cliche in Venice. Well, no, because they, they're like, oh, you're Irish, of course, you like you too. I'm like, a lot of people really in Ireland don't like you too. Well, I think they like you too, but they give Bono stick. They give Bono, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't really know anything about music, <laughs> hence why I probably like you too. <laughs> no, they're uh, brilliant. <laughs> no, so, yeah, I love, like, I love you too. Uh, I, like, when they're on tour, I would go see them in different. Uh, spots around uh, uh, spots around America and things like that yeah. and actually uh, I got to meet them once stop it well I won well actually I got to meet them twice I won some like competition where I got to get them to sign my a book in Eason's <laughs> like when I was a teenager but there was like, a, a, a few years ago Samantha Barry called me on a Sunday evening in the summer and she was like what are you doing tonight and I was like, well, Sam, I am a single 20-something living in Manhattan on a Sunday evening. So clearly I am on my own watching Netflix on my couch. Uh, but long story short, she brought me along to the U2 after party. Stop I, it. Got, yeah, I got to meet Bono and The Edge. And like I had a, I had like a 20-minute conversation with The Edge or something. And was, he was like talking about politics and, you know, for American education system and stuff like that. And I was there trying to sound smart yeah. and things, but in my head being like, it's The Edge! 
stage freaking out yeah so it was absolutely surreal so yeah that's probably one of the highlights of my life I think I know um, I joked about fame there a minute ago but on but actually what is it like like are you recognized in Manhattan yes uh, like a few times a week it's always yeah just nothing nothing mad and did it go mad in January uh, in Jan- oh after the yeah. yeah I mean that was because I mean I'd never been <laughs> recognised by anyone <laughs> ever um, nobody I was invisible <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no I um, the weird thing was was when we were going to do the the late late show in January you know that we were doing a uh, a live link or whatever uh, from Washington yeah and I was standing on the street and Ryan Tuberty was. You know, I could hear him in my earpiece or whatever. But so just it was pre-taped. So just before we went on, uh, a guy walks past, and this was a few days after the the Capitol, the the riot, the insurrection. And a guy walk was walking by, and it was as if it wasn't surreal enough that I was about to be on the Late Late Show. A guy goes, "Oh, he's like, you're Tony. I love you." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> uh, but what was more surreal was that he was like, "I love you, man." He was like, "But I love your parents more." Oh my god! He had god. seen the, their inter- there's this interview with my yeah, parents outside the their house. Yeah, where they're like, "Hi, here's what I got to go." So it was just so weird because I was like, "Wow, there's this random guy walking through Washington D.C. talking about Donald and Noreen." Uh, it was mad. amazing. Uh, so yeah, it's been fun. But yeah, my poor like my poor parents, Archie. Well, I think it was T.J. Carr, were at the front door to him, them the next morning at like eight in the morning. Eight they or just nine rocked up. Yeah, but your parents uh, were so chill. They just they, they just, just went chatted. It. My mom was actually still in because they stayed up late that night because they stayed up to like three in the morning or something because with the time different watching CNN. And <laughs> my mom was actually still in bed, and my dad came upstairs and was like, "Dad, about My dad came upstairs <laughs> and was like, "There's a cameraman here at the door." And my mom was like, "What?" And she was like, "They want to talk to us." And she was like, "Okay, what time?" He was like, "Right now." <laughs> so oh he my went gosh. Down. And actually, <laughs> because it's TG Carr. <laughs> Because it's T.G. Gahar, they were trying to get uh, my dad to say the cupola fuckle, you know? Right. And he hasn't a fucking lick of it. <laughs> Neither do I, to be honest. But <laughs> they're actually, which, I mean, this is no big secret. But like, you know, if you are being interviewed by T.G. Gahar, they try to help you along. Yeah. To say a few words. <laughs> you know, because they need to get the funding. You can't do everything in, in, in English. You know, <laughs> so they t- he tried to give my dad some lines, which is like, but my dad couldn't do it. So eventually they cut that. But I would just love to see the uncut scene of this poor TG car report to being like, just say Thomas Homer fashion. And my dad would be like, you need to get those clips. The uncut. Oh my God. They did a great job. But it was weird because, like, I went to bed that night and like woke up the next morning and by the time I woke up um, my mom would text me and be like yeah there was a man here at the house and I was like um, what? Oh my god. It was bizarre so but and then, there, there and, then I and, and then she went on the radio. radio too yeah she was like I'm going on with Doreen. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay are you ready for your quick fire round? Yeah these are yes these are the unprepared questions. Yes. True. The actor you always laugh at Donnie Sullivan. I don't this this is gonna sound kiss hassy, but I've always enjoyed Chris O'Dowd. Love it. Yeah, I know you had him on the show. Just Love his it. deadpan delivery. Great. But also uh Martin Short as well. Do you know Martin Short? Martin Short, no. He's in a lot of things. I look him up there after. I will. He probably has a Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> he probably has a Wikipedia page. <laughs> okay, the actress you always laugh at, Tony. Uh I will say all of the, the what's the name of the, the 
the main I know what you're going to say, bridesmaids. <laughs> well, it's actually Meryl. <laughs> what? No, I'm joking. No, no. Uh, the entire cast of bridesmaids. Yeah. Yes. Wait, is, is that too? Is that too? Is I mean, it's been said a lot, but it's fine. It just is shows you don't listen to the me? podcast, but you're a busy guy. I you know? listened to I listened to your episode with Joe Duffy and talking about uh, Mr. Long, who's very short. <laughs> Nominous with determinism. <laughs> That's an, uh, and you were you had a very good one, which was Bolt. You said Usain Bolt. Yes, I know. And I felt like he didn't give you enough recognition for that. He was like, yeah. I thought of another one then as I was walking down the road later in the day, but it actually, it doesn't work. It's it's too broad. Rory Best being the captain of the Irish rugby team. I was like, too, he's uh, the best. Yeah, the best. <laughs> Eureka! <laughs> wow. You're almost as sad as I am. Um... <laughs> Uh, I need to get a life. Yeah, there's a... F- uh, yeah, but anyway. Um, <laughs> the movie you always laugh at. The movie... Oh. Um, it's probably politically incorrect, but like... Well, actually, love Anchorman. Ah, yeah. And Anchorman is... I, I sort of feel like when we were... Because Anchorman, I think both Anchorman and Bridesmaids came out when we were uh, teenagers. And yeah. Like Anchorman was sort of one of those formative, I think, like just everything was referenced back to... Wow. To Anchorman um, I still sometimes reference And then I'm like Oh god am I such a loser Yeah and then Borat uh, But also a lot of the The Uke, the British office as well I think uh. was also like Something that you know That sort of just Dry humour But I do remember like go, the, I, the reason why Bridesmaids came in mind, to mind Immediately Was because I think like You know it was unusual Even 10 15 years ago For this to be An all female Hollywood yeah. cast you know. And Chris O'Dowd Was in that Yes He carried them He carried them He did not <laughs> I joke no, He's there with this weird American <laughs> accent Whatever that was uh, But he uh, I do sort of remember Like lads in my class Not me But like lads in my class Sort of slagging The women Other girls being like Jeez they're like Women can be funny <laughs> You know, I know. Uh, uh, like, yeah, uh, but um, <laughs> so that's I, Bridesmaids just always stays in my for that. Okay, the comedian you always laugh at. Um, comedian, I always laugh at. I do. Well, I do like. I mean, there's all the Tommy Tiernan uh, classics, but I do love uh, Dana Carvey, a comedian in in the US. He does just a, he does a lot of impressions. I'm, I know you do impressions. I do. Can you? Would you do an imp- impression you? of? I'm hard to do an impression of. I'm hard. Mm. I'm a bit nasally, I'm not <laughs> That's what you went for. Go fuck you. <laughs> Don't do an impression. I did. I just went straight into a nasally voice. I'm from CNN. <laughs> I'm famous. <laughs> no. no, I'll work on it, Tony, and I'll please, bang. Please. I'll launch please. it into the into the world. Who's your best impression? I'm turning the tables. I'd say Maura Higgins, maybe. <laughs> Do you know Mara? No. What? I'm laughing to be polite. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm sorry. What? Mara Higgins. What? I probably uh, do. Tony, are you not a Love Island watcher? Oh, no, I'm not. Okay, Mara is from Longford. Okay. And was in Love Island and is, to this day, the most iconic person to ever be in Love Island. Oh, really? And she's from Longford. I, so I totally reminded Love Island. What? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no. It's, a, it's fine. We don't judge. I, no, I... I don't know. <laughs> you don't have to say sorry. I, know, I just think I like I don't, I, don't, I don't watch a lot of reality TV. Anymore. I do Ross Personal as well. You know Ross Personal? Oh yes, I do. Yeah. I do Ross because she's just always so happy and she loves to go hiking and have vegan food. Lo- loves a good uh, loves a good smoothie, a vegan smoothie <laughs> is what I could tell from her Instagram. Ross is bang on. I bet she's great fun. And finally, Donny O'Sullivan. Mm. Your best or worst joke? Knock knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. 
Moo. <laughs> oh God, Donny, that's terrible. That's we can't finish on that note. That's what I'm going to have on the late late show tonight. <laughs> Ryan, did I tell you about the interrupting cow? Sob suck. I love that. No matter no matter how successful you are in life, if you're on the late late, you are absolutely bricking it. I'm delighted for you that you are, Donny, because it means you're human and it means you haven't lost sense of your Irishness. Yeah, if I survive getting through this five floors of this building going down if, as, as long as nobody shoots us, as long as like Nidge doesn't pop out from some door. Can we do some sort of a challenge where I, I, I'm going to challenge you to say a certain word during the interview and you have to oh. say it and I'll be watching if you don't say it? No. Sup suck. <laughs> Imagine working that in. Please. <laughs> Please say it. Oh my or god! Or if, if failing that, do the. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> my my parents my parents for some reason didn't think they'd be on camera. Oh, they will. Yeah, I was like, well, one, I was like, you're, you know, you're famous. They're like you're people in Washington are, you know, saying your name. But also, I'm like, there's 28 people in the audience. You're gonna be on. They're not gonna like. You're gonna be on at some point. You're gonna be there clapping. Um, tell them not to look at the monitor. It's so embarrassing when you're copying. Like oh, looking up at yourself. I, you know, I'll, I'll let them. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be me uh, and Boy George um, and the Olympians. Um, so I'm in good company. Absolutely. I, yeah, and so. will Gareth be there? Garrett, uh, do you want to tell the audience who Garrett is? Garrett is your babysitter. Garrett is my CNN has sent a minder with me for uh, we're doing a few different things this week, uh, so CNN has sent Garrett here. Who Garrett has like amazing understanding. He's from Florida, lives in New York. He works with CNN's communications department. He has this amazing understanding now of every Irish podcast uh, <laughs> or just all Irish media. Because, you know, get an email after the capital. People would be like, will you come on my fishing podcast? Uh, it's called Rod and Reel in Wicklow. Uh, and you could just talk about whatever. Uh, like, Rod there's this area. Like, so he's got, and then he'd be like, Tony, should we, do you want to do this Rod and Reel show? Do you like fishing? <laughs> oh, my God, I'm so honored. So uh, hang on. What other podcasts are you doing? Uh, no, just just you, just you, just you at the Late Late Show. Oh. That's, that's why we get. Uh, no, we're going to, we're going out to Wexford tomorrow to the the Kennedy Summer School. Lovely. And I'm going to be talking with Brian O'Donovan. Great. Can you do an impression? Brian, of Brian? O'Donovan, RT News, <laughs> Washington. <laughs> Brian is so nice. I think it's time Washington's coming to an end as well. I so know. I think usually, have to send somebody out. Else yeah, they out do here. like four years, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going down to to New Ross to Wexford so Garrett it's his first time in Ireland yeah. um, so he's coming down uh, how's he finding show. it? Grand we were in Stag's Head last night and we were um, <laughs> just drinking but uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the barman put me on the phone to his mother uh, <laughs> here talk to her Anne Anne somewhere in South Dublin and she was she actually said she actually said do you ever be talking to these people because you know I have this long microphone yeah. um, she be, you know on TV <clears throat> she said do you ever want to just <laughs> she said do you ever just want to take that long furry microphone and wrap it around their neck <laughs> I thought you were going to say shove it up their hole oh. Bit of both. I said Anne no need for violence Anne <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Tony! I have had an absolute ball. You're a very calming presence. Can I tell you? Can I tell you that? Well, thank you very much. It's just been so calm. So well, I'm. I <laughs> my heart is still pounding. So thank you for bringing such zen to the Laughs of Your Life podcast. We are. I'm, I, I say this on behalf of everyone. I'm going to be completely cringe. We're very proud of you. Thank you. Extremely proud of you. Thanks, mom. 
<laughs> you are the most excited my dad has been about any of my really? podcasts. Really? He's like, ah, fuck, ah, you better have your fucking research in there. Ah, for fuck's sake. That's why you wrote down the questions. <laughs> I, was pre- I was like, eh, I just have a little bit of a sheet of paper here. My dad told me to be ready. He was very excited for me to chat to you. So will you give a shout out to Eugene? Eugene, I'm coming on the ferry. <laughs> Can I get the ferry down to the Late Late Show? <laughs> you should come out. Tomorrow. I would love oh to. Oh my god, yeah. You should do it. We've a bar on board. What? Yeah, you can tell your sure, Skype right lady after, about we'll it. Go right after this. <laughs> I can tell my who? Skype lady. Who's Skype lady? Your therapist lady in New York. Oh, yeah, sorry. My Skype lady. <laughs> my doctor would love being described as my Skype lady. She's actually go- she's going on maternity leave soon. Oh, flip. I know. <laughs> and I feel quite bad because like, I've been seeing her for about three years. Yeah. And she told me a few months ago, she's like, just let you know, giving you a heads up that in September I'll be going, I'm having a kid. Yeah. And I was like, congratulations, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> who, do who do I talk to and feel bad? Sorry about now for myself. Uh, what did she uh, say? No, she was like, I'm going to get you somebody else. Okay. La, la, la. And I was like, okay. I was like, I'm very happy for you that you're having this. Great you're like, could you not just like... breastfeed and chat at the same time? Is that going to be an issue? Or... <laughs> it's a different sort of Skype lady. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> the joke. Tony. Thank you so much for sharing The Laughs of Your Life. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Laughs of Your Life podcast with Donny O'Sullivan. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did and you want to keep up with Donny and his antics and some of those brilliant clips of gold like you would have heard earlier in the episode, don't forget to follow him on Instagram at DonnyCNN or on Twitter at Donny. You managed to get that handle, at Donny. Nothing else, it's brilliant. Three episodes to go this season, so don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review, and all those other things. This podcast is recorded with Collaborative Studios. Guest booker this season is Olive Esler. This season of the Laughs of Your Life podcast is brought to you by TK Maxx. Nothing beats that feeling when you nab ridiculously good quality Christmas bits for less at TK Maxx.